Y'all, it's your girl Amber Lay, sports editor of We Are Jersey Magazine. I'm here at Bentley's Restaurant and Lounge in Newark, New Jersey. I have a very special guest for us today. I will be interviewing the president of the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation and his mother as well. Shout out to Gwendolyn. Thank you for being here. Thank you for blessing us. We hope you enjoy it.
the, the young people and their families continue those conversations when they go home. So equipping both the families and the kids um, in the importance of um, not only the school, but all that goes into being a well-rounded, healthy individual. And so after the pandemic, um, you know, <laughs> It shed the light on a lot of things. Um, it shed the light on how ill prepared um, our kids are in terms of their nets, their, their employability skills, um, their preparedness for college. You know. And so prior to pandemic, we were looking at scaling our impact and scaling and pivoting our programs to digital format to reach more kids, um, whether they're in New Jersey or not. But it, it highlighted the need to focus on career readiness. And so in that pivot and during that time, we also um, put our focus on developing a digital platform that would um, be in the hands of kids where they are on their phones and devices, <laughs> uh, showcasing the various career opportunities um, that may not necessarily need a college degree, that are skill-based um, careers using black and brown role models that they connect with in order to showcase that there are various pathways to success. And um, so we're building that digital academy now. Um, and even in that, we recognize the importance to teach our um, children about financial literacy, financial wellness, financial stability. Um, and because no matter what your career field is, you need to understand how to, how to manage your way how to be responsible. Um, and really the focus is on shifting the mindset of our young people from being consumers and spenders to investors and savers. And so um, even though we're building a digital academy, we recently um, partnered with the North Board of Education and Green High Schools that opened up last year, Data Science, Global Studies, and Fashion in Design to um, focus on providing curriculum for the freshman students um, that's focused on financial wellness, financial literacy, with the goal of closing the wealth gap. And the way we close the wealth gap is through education, um, changing the mindsets of our kids. So they're not getting the money and spending it as soon, you know, as soon as it hits their hands. And so right now, our focus is on the financial literacy, not only in New Jersey, but we also have a partnership with schools in Philadelphia. That is such a beautiful, because you know what, it's like, it's one thing to be like, it's okay to have a dream. It's nothing to be like, once that dream, because you know, especially athletes, especially in football, they retire at a, at a younger age. And there's so many kids, so many young boys, and now a couple young girls that, can reach this point of achieving that success and then not knowing what to do with all that money and just spending it. And there's a documentary on Netflix about it. Yeah. Um, I forgot the guy's name, he's a football player. He had gotten injured. And so he hired someone to teach him how to invest. But that also goes to show you should have known this before you even stepped foot in the league. Yeah, well, it's not just the, the athletes that are in the league. Um, that aren't aware of these things. It's just it's everyone. Yeah. When you look at what is being offered in the school systems, um, not all of our school systems are educated on financial literacy. Mm -hmm. um, many of the schools, students aren't getting that information until late in high school when it's really too late. 
you know, right. to, to start shifting minds because kids have already developed a lot of their patterns and, and their relationships with money. And so although we are starting at the high school level because we feel like we can make an immediate impact on those kids that are about to step out into the real world, um, the sweet spot is middle school. You know, when, when students start forming their relationships and understanding. But we're, we're committed to doing the work in Newark. We have a four-year commitment with those schools um, to start with the freshman class, follow them through their senior year, be able to measure the impact of that programming, um, and then expand um, our efforts with the hope of getting others to collaborate with us to make a bigger impact. Right. I feel like all schools should definitely have that. That's, that's a given, because we get throwing some real ones and we're like, what's what's taxes? How do we how do we how do we invest? And what is stocks? Like, you know? Um, so on the topic of programs, do you have a favorite program? But you're talking very passionately about financial literacy. Financial literacy is passion because it touches every program. Um, our programs we've already always tried to take a holistic uh, approach when we're talking about developing youth in underserved communities. So not only are we looking at financial literacy, we provide programs that focus on uh, uh, food insecurity. Okay. So, so, so many, uh, especially in New Jersey, we have a relationship in Camden and Newark where we provide um, a program called Get Ready Fest. Mm-hmm. And it's a festival, uh, festive type atmosphere. We identify 1,200 families in need of services, we, we partner with about 40 social service um, organizations, those that have their pulse on the community as to who needs these resources, bring them together in one location to serve that 1,200 family population. The thought behind that is really um, many of these individuals, you know, they're aware of the services, but you have to jump over hoops, you have to go find them, you have to be connected. It's like, let's bring all the resources a one-stop shop and let the families in there treat them with dignity so they're not standing in line. It's not a handout. Right. It's an opportunity to be connected with access and access, given access to resources that are truly needed. And we really take pride in offering those services in all the communities that we serve. And we just, um, last year, during Hunger Action Month in September 2021, it was the first time we hosted that event in York mm-hmm. um, in partnership with an organization called Gooder. And we were able to serve 1,200 families with food, enough food for 10 days for family six for 10 days, and an additional um, abundance of resources provided by our partners. Um, we worked with St. James um, to identify those families. And it was a, a tremendous success. Um, this year, the Hunger Action Month, we offered that program the city of Camden um, in partnership with the Fox mm-hmm. uh, South Jersey Food Bank. And again, that wasn't our first time in Camden, but it's a community where 65% of the population is living with hunger, 37% under the poverty level. So when you're looking at numbers like that, um, and you're talking about helping youth and underserved communities, you can't ignore that some of these kids are coming to school hungry. Right. And so when you're hungry and you're trying to learn, right. that, that, easy, it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. It 
there. And so it's like meeting some of the basic needs of these students, uh, get their attention. It went not from being an athlete, we know, um, athletes and entertainers have the ear. Yeah, for kids, and so uh, use that opportunity to to tell them the right thing, show them the right way, different ways. Whoever's delivering the message, as long as it's the right message, (laughs) (laughs) you know, utilizing that that platform. And I love that you brought up like school lunches because I feel like so growing up, my my parents obviously they're immigrants, Vietnamese immigrants, so they didn't have all the money. So when you're you're in the school and you see every little hot lunches and you know kids are mean in school, mind you, and they're making fun of you for the food that you bring. So I think that'll, I think that eliminates some of the anxiety. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're going to school, you're just like, oh, I have a, I have a hot meal because some families don't even have that at home. You know, um, what is a moment that you hold very close to your heart since the beginning of the Malcolm Jenkins? It is so I know there's a lot, I know. It is so many, but uh, one of the, the moments that stand out of my mind, we had a Vietnam request event. They were providing food resources to families and mm-hmm. all. And um, seeing the joy on the faces of children who received hard copy books and hearing kids say, I've never owned my own book. You know, and being able to put a book in a child's hand and that being their first experience owning their own book, to me, I'll never forget that experience. Um, it sounds minor, but it's not. It's like today's age, a kid being excited to own a book, that, that's memorable for me. You're going to make me tear up. You're going to make me cry because I'm like, oh my God. Because as a child, like, reading was so important, you know? Yeah. And even if you want to like escape whatever reality you have going on, like you can go to the, the fiction books, the nonfiction yes. books, the stories. That's that that almost made me tear up. I was like, <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember my first book, mm-hmm. you know, and the joy, even in thinking about it now, the impact those stories. Like you mm-hmm. say, you get lost in the story, yes. and even in the hardest times, you know, that imagination mm-hmm. and that a book can bring to. Very important to have, I say. How do you feel about audiobooks? I feel like that's I, kind of the new thing. Well, I still like touching the pages of the book. Um, personally, I do audio and then I buy the book as well. So yeah, I'll read the book when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use the audio to mm-hmm. fill in. But especially when we're talking about biographies and things like that, just told in the voice of the person who wrote right. it, I love to hear the audio. Right. My favorite one recently was uh, Will, as well as yeah. Viola Davis's um, biography. Yeah, speaking um, exactly. <laughs> so my favorite audiobook um, is actually by Oprah, and it's uh, it's the path to I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. It's path to something, and she talks about all of her. It's on my phone. I'm gonna I'm gonna look <laughs> at it because you know how you just draw blanks. I know. It's a singing <laughs> moment, I call it. <laughs> I don't even know how to call this, but here you go. So it's The Path Made Clear. Okay, I have so read I've listened to this audiobook at least four times in a time span of like four months. And I'm telling my friends, like, you need to check out this audiobook. 
And this was actually one of my first pleasure books because I'm like you where it's like, I want to touch the pages. I want to feel it. I want to read it. I want to imagine it. But then when you're so busy, you're just like, let me put on an audio book while I'm getting ready, while I'm about to go to bed. Um, she's best books. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is the plan for the next two years with the Jeremy Foundation? Well, like I said, we, we pivoted and mm-hmm. scaling our income, building our digital academy. That's something that's still in progress. Mm-hmm. And so we look forward to being able to offer that not only in the communities that we serve now, but that would give us the reach for any job to be able to reach the applicant access um, our offerings. Malcolm um, will be playing a very important role in personally being a mentor, so to speak, a digital, as we call it, a mentor, yeah. where you may not be able to meet him in person, but you have access to him. school um, where 
$200,000 mark that he's paid. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been a really great uh, partnership uh, for us. And we, uh, we call our, our scholars now from Jacob Scholars. And uh, our goal for that, our next for that, is to continue to connect those students after they've completed college with opportunities and experiences that will still enrich their abilities. Whether it's internship, internships within the foundation or through partners that we have, just connecting them with our additional resources. I wish you guys were around when I was in college because, listen, Seed Hall is not cheap. That's really one. So, being that I have Malcolm Jenkins' mom here, mm -hmm. right, I have to ask, what is your favorite memory of him? It's not a favorite memory. One, one of the, I don't know how to word it. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll never forget, um, he's going to uh, football since about seven. Seven, eight. You know, his father got him into hot water, um, knowing the lessons that come from school. You know, it's not so much the sport, it's the lessons to learn. Yes. And, you know, he wanted to quit early on. His father would never quit, really. Right? <laughs> so, you know, you keep pressing on, you try to keep and pressing on the kid mm -hmm. you know, to play. You can, you can do this. And then one day, I remember, you know, he just started liking it, it seemed. You know, going on his own, no more coaching. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> And it was great. Mm -hmm. um, gets to high school, and he's writing essays now, you know, prepared for college, and things like that. He wrote an essay about how uh, it was the free hot dog and soda <laughs> every day that was really the carrot for him. Oh my God. Day, you know, all this time we're thinking, okay, as parents, we've done such a great job. <laughs> instilling the values of the game to where he was interested in and he was like, no, mom, it was the free football soda everything. It's his carrot that kept him <laughs> playing. So that's a funny story to me when, he, when I realized that. It was like, okay, that's, that, that's interesting. But you never yeah. know, you never know what it is, whatever the motivation is for a kid to get involved in something. It could be something as simple as a Whatever it is, it is. Find out what it is. Right. <laughs> I'm going to put my son, whenever I have one, I'm going to put my son in the football camp and see what he likes. Maybe he likes the hot dog soda. So it's, that's such a boy thing to say. Yeah, it is a boy thing. It's but, definitely a boy thing to say. But I, I agree. But you know, Malcolm's just involved in so many things that we just feel responsible to know that I think maybe, yeah, I think you know, he's been afforded especially through this game and reaching the highest level of the profession, understanding that you didn't get there on your own. Right. And you hear that, so when you get to village, you really must take a village to make a difference. And so even um, each of us can play a role in that. We don't have to be an opportunity. We don't have to have a platform as large as he has to contribute to making a difference. Research and the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. I was like, he does a, he does a lot. He does a 
blessing to Jersey, to Philly. So my last question for you, we're going to end off the interview, is what is a mantra that you live by? So for me, right, mine's a Kobe quote, because that was my favorite um, basketball player. Oh, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> so we like pink, we like Kobe. I'm, I'm obviously with the Saints. Here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sitting up on my wall. It's on like a little mural thing. And he's always saying, first thing I see when I wake up, they never hate the good ones. They always hate the great ones. And that's what I live like. Because, you know, so many people have so much to say. And it's like, that's what they have to say. So I want to know what your favorite mantra is. Um, live with courage, purpose, and connection. Ooh. Very straight into the point. Yes. That's my mantra. Yes. yes. Very straight. I love yes. that. Yes. Live with purpose. Always make sure courage, you have a connection. Purpose and connection. Courage, you know, step, not being afraid to do it, mm-hmm. you know, not being afraid of doing your purpose, finding that purpose, why are you doing it, mm-hmm. you know, who do you want to be, right, and the connection that you stand in that you're not in it alone, yes. you need to be connected to others, you know, you think you're out there, you think it's all about you, and you don't need anyone to do it. Yes. <laughs> it's always easier when you have a, a team and a family. So I would just like to thank you so much for blessing the We Are Jersey platform. This is such an honor to be sitting next to you. You are an amazing woman, amazing mom, amazing president, because you guys are definitely making moves and helping so many people, touching so many lives. So on behalf of WAJ, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. So just seeing us. Yes, of course. We do. Awesome. Much appreciated. And I'm sure it's appreciated by all those that we are serving to be that with us. Thank you so Thanks. much. It's your girl Amber Lay, sports editor of WAJ, over and out.